ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Okay, so we are here with Sierra, and Sierra is already one of my favorite people. Seriously, like Aww. you're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you're just like the energy. Like the funny thing about Sierra is how we ended up connecting is funny. It's funny I to knew me. Knew you were gonna say that. You I knew, knew that. Knew it. Knew it. Because <laughs> <laughs> on this other site where sometimes people reach out to me about being on the podcast. And Sierra's thing was funny. She's like, how does this work? She's like, is this, does this microphone work? Does this, how does this work? How do you get on podcasts? I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm into this person. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like one of those ones, like, I'll just be humble. Oh, well, like me, don't, it's okay, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm very like thrown off by this in a good way. It's yeah. like, <laughs> So thank you for being you. It was really amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really honored. I'm a little nervous because I don't know what he's going to say because, hmm. Nobody knows what I'm going to say because I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to say. That's, <laughs> That's a good problem to have. It is. So let's start. Let's start in the past. So we got a time machine. We're turning oh. it back. What's the beginning of Sierra? What's the beginning origin story? It's a superhero origin story. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, gosh, that's a tough one. I mean, I I come from a place where, I mean, I know what it's like to be completely, totally dirt, poor, broke. Um, I come from a place of heartache and pain and struggles, but it never knocked me down. I'm actually thankful and grateful for all those struggles because it's it's who I am like when we met I just was like you know what I don't care it's okay if he tells me no or doesn't respond it's okay (laughs) you know like those things are okay and I think that you have to go through um those heartaches and struggles to get to where you are so that you just know confidently like this is who I am and I I either love me or I don't love me and I think with age and time you make the you know you make the decision okay I love me it's just, I'm stuck <laughs> with me. So I might as well. <laughs> it was funny. It's like, I was talking to my wife about this one time. I was like, what is it like if you've never been broke? You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, I remember having like $0 in my account many, many years ago. And I almost mm-hmm. feel like if you've never had that, how do you really appreciate having stuff? You know, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like some people have stuff forever. And it's like, how can you yeah. appreciate it? You know? So true. I remember like actually having to, you know how money falls down in the crevices of your car. Yeah. And it's at the end of the month. You're like two (laughs) days away from payday. And you're like, dude, I need seriously $3 in gas. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, you know, looking and digging in your car. You're looking inside the crevices of your couch. Like that's true. That's it's a true pain. And, and I almost, I almost challenge myself and say, you know, did I spoil my kids too much? I'm a mom of five, by the way. 
um, five boys and I have worked so hard to give them everything. You know, yeah. there are, there are times that I've pushed them to, you know, you gotta, you gotta do this on your own. And, um, but I'm like, do they really appreciate it? Do they really appreciate me? You have to ask those questions <laughs> because you always are giving. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. How do you like when you come into a better life and you work hard for a better life and then you have children how do you keep them from being spoiled or like lazy and stuff? You yeah. know, it's like, cause you're like, well, I want you to have better than I had, you know? It's like, exactly. It can be a trap though on some level. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I still remember every Saturday and Sunday, I was like, oh, I'm laying in bed, teenager. I just want to sleep in. And there's my dad walking down the hallway. Oh crap. We're going to have to do something. Yeah. Get up. It's time to rake leaves. Get up. It's time to wash the car. And, you know, and I think about raising boys, you have to teach them things like how to fix things, how to, um, how to work, you know, how to do things properly. They are, you know, men have such a different dynamic responsibility in this world. And, uh, I don't know if I always did the best. I was a single mom for a little bit. So, okay. you know, I did a lot of crying and whining and <laughs> a lot of crying. What was that like crying and whining? Was oh yeah. We and, and my kids are just sitting back and they're teenagers looking at me like, oh, dude, is she ever going to get it together? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, we we grew together. We grew together. We learned together. And uh, that's the beauty of it. And I do think all of my boys, honestly, are in really, really good places in their lives. Yeah. So I have I, so I feel like, yes. I did something right. There's something, you know, I yeah. didn't, I gave them a lot, but I didn't overgive and they do appreciate it. And they're yeah. in really good places in their lives right now. So that I'm very, very proud and honored um, to say. What was the biggest struggle early in life that you felt like you had to overcome, you know, growing up? I have a drug addict mother. I still have her, okay. um, unfortunately. <laughs> Fortunately, unfortunately. There were moments where uh, my dad had no idea, but back in the eighties, men didn't typically get custody of, of little girls. It just wasn't something that was common. And uh, my mom was a drug addict. And I remember going into the bedroom and being like, oh, I guess I'm not going to school today and shutting the door and then fending for my sisters and I, you know, digging through the trash cans, looking through the cabinets. I remember crawling up cabinets and getting a jar of peanut butter and eating it and feeding my little sister like this, wow. you know, going like this and feeding her yeah. and thinking I'm grateful for it, but that was such a big struggle because as a young woman, as a young girl, you want a mom, you want a woman figure in your life, which is, I think, where I am such empowering women. And that's how I got here was because not all women, not all young girls have role models in their lives. Yeah. And it's so important to me to be able to be that for some, because that's what I had desired. So it was a really, really big, big struggle. And uh, the school called my dad and said, your daughters are going to get taken away if they miss school one more time. Wow. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and, you know, I still have memories of sitting in the, the judges, uh, like chambers and her asking me questions about my mom. And I didn't know what was happening. But shortly after, I remember my dad got full custody. He was one of the first guys in California to get custody of three little girls. 
Wow. So it was a, wow, a, a, a big journey. And I, I've had to uh, make the decisions to mourn my mother and let her go, even though she is alive and on this earth because of the unhealthy relationship. You know, you, you can't have toxic in your life if you want to yeah. be a better person. And was that hard? Was that really hard, though, to make that separation, not only for yourself, but like your, you know, her grandkids? You know? Yeah. Oh, yes. I tried one more time uh, because I was going to be a grandma. And I thought that I would give her the opportunity and share that she was going to be a great grandma. And that did not go so well. So I was oh, like, no, nope, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it is hard because you have to protect your kids and your family. And you still have this like feeling deep down in your gut that you just like, you want that connection. You want that relationship. You want to know things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about my mechanics. I'm going through the changes of life. <laughs> it would be nice to have a mother <laughs> that I could be like, like, Hey, what happened to you? Did this happen? Yeah. Did that happen? But I don't yeah. have that. And you just, you just figure it out. Right. I mean, do you think about it at all during the day? You know, like, man, I wish this was different or no, you just let it go. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Wow. No. How long did it take you to get I to think that when point? you find, when years, 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 a lot of, a lot of uh, heartache and growing. Um, I think that every failure you have healthy that you desire. I don't know if that makes a hundred percent. Oh, I get it. Yeah. But you desire healthy. You want that healthy in your life you want that happiness and you keep having these things that suck the life out of you Mm. and as you get older you realize I don't want that no more so it's easier to let go of the hurt and the pain because you know that you're in a healthier place for me anyways now did that was that did you besides your mom did you start taking that to other aspects of your life you're like I gotta take this out of my life what were some other things that you did that with you know, I, I haven't had to make that big of decisions, but getting divorced was a really, really, really hard one for me. Um, I held on and held on and held on. And I was in a relationship that I guess, you know, was so toxic for so many years and you do it for the kids. And so I think that was my biggest realization was when I finally told him, no, he wanted to come back again. And I finally put my foot down and I was like, no. And it was so like uplifting and empowering. And I'm like, I said no to him. Yes. <laughs> and I knew right then I was like, the word no can be very powerful. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people who have trouble saying no. Yes. And you know, it's funny. It's like as a podcaster, somebody does this a lot. I get pitched a lot and I say no a lot and have other fellow podcasters like, how do you do that? Well, you just say no, like it just, it's, it's, it's just, you move on, you know, not everything's a good fit for you in life. (laughs) It's true. Right. I mean, not and anything I do, I realize whatever I do professionally or personally, not everything that I engage in is a good fit for me. Exactly. And, and and I'm not a good fit for them sometimes, you know, so you just have to move on with things, yeah. you know, and you can't get offended. Like you just can't. That's oh. we talked about that in the beginning. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. here I am. 
And you can't, you can't get offended when somebody is offended because you said no, because you set a boundary. Like that boundary is there to protect you and to protect them. Because had I said yes, what would that look like? I'm not going to really give you the best me. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. How have you de- taught that lesson to your children throughout the years? I think that they had to see some hard things. Mm. They know about my mother. They know why that she's not in our lives. They understand that. And I talk to them constantly. I mean, they would get so embarrassed because I would talk to them about anything and everything all the time. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm like, okay, let's talk about sex today. Oh God, mom, you know, let's talk about money. You know what? Tell me a little bit about this. Tell me, you know, let's talk about that. And, um, my oldest is so good. Sometimes I think that he, he, oh gosh, I hope he doesn't see this, but (laughs) but sometimes I think that he, um, almost is too emotionally stable. You know how you have those ones that like they, intimacy can be a little challenging right you're like never again move on let's go and it's just so proud of him it it took me in my 30s to figure that out and I'm watching them do it and I'm like okay so something's right You, you don't always do right as a parent but something is right because that right there is exactly what I want you to be like wow that's pretty amazing. I mean, you got to be pretty pumped about that. I am. I really, really am. Yeah. Let's talk about this military career of yours. Like oh, uh, yes. another thing I don't think people see coming. How did this happen? Like, where did, where did this happen? <laughs> okay. So this is a good story. And you're going to love this because I actually haven't told you this. I know. So I, I, here I am 18 years old, going on 19 and I'm dead broke. My dad cannot afford for me to go to college. And I'm, I'm with my ex-husband at this time. And we had kind of talked about like, oh, we want to get married. We want to do this. Well, he joins the military one day and I decided I'm going to stay back and go to school and work while he goes off to the military and does something amazing with his life. Well, one day he went to work. My dad went to work and I took my happy butt to the recruiter and I said, you know what? I want to do it too. <laughs> and they both came home and they were, and I was like, guess what I did today? And that's my story. I sat back because my dad taught us girls. Like I would say, dad, I'm cold. And he'd be like, go run around the block. It'll warm you up. (laughs) Okay. So this is kind of dad I had Yeah. very independent. And I sat back and I started thinking about it and I was like, I do not want to sit here and struggle. The military will give me free schooling. It will give me, um, something to do. It'll give me skills that I don't have. And I just said, I'm just going to do it. It's okay. Yeah, and I did. It's okay. <laughs> and I actually did it very well. Now I did get teased at certain points in time because I, I am a girly girl and I love makeup and I love <laughs> beauty. So every now and then I would get called private Benjamin. No joke. Yes. I don't know if y'all saw that movie. Yes. If you haven't, I would. <laughs> yes. But they also saw that. I was very, very athletic. Uh, I surprised myself and how well I excelled athletically. And with my shooting, I had no idea I could shoot a gun. I had never held one. I had no idea how good I was going to be at certain things. And I became a sergeant 
very, very, very fast in my career. And so, yeah, I, I just took it and ran with it and enjoyed every single minute of it. I lived in Korea. My oldest was actually born there, lived in Kentucky, went to Missouri, went to Virginia. Yeah. Great experience. What lessons do you take from that experience that you use currently? Um, Discipline is probably the biggest discipline. You can't, you can learn discipline. You can learn self-motivation. You can learn all these skills. You know, you can learn to have self-awareness. Um, the military, yeah, it, it teaches you to show up and be there. And it's just things that I can never, ever, yeah, you said, you're like, I got that. Yeah. Showing show up. up. Yes. Showing up is such a big thing. As I it feel is. like sometimes we're losing that sense of showing up and having yeah. discipline in our world. You know, it's like some almost almost anything you do, if you just show up to it, you've done a lot of the work, like a lot of it, just being somewhere, you know? No, absolutely. And show up for the people in your life. You only get one life. Show up. And so the military taught me that now. Yeah, it's a little crazy um, because, you know, it's hurry up and hurry up and wait. You're like rushing to get to places and you sit there and wait. My my middle son actually is in the army now and he has wanted to join since he was probably three years old. And um, yeah, and he just graduated air assault school. So it was really, really oh, exciting. Amazing. And he, so that's the same place that I graduated, the place I gave birth to him and he's actually there. So wow. yeah, it's awesome. Wow, that's really incredible. I mean, uh, I think I told you off here, like when we did our like discovery call that I grew up in a military family. Yes. So I know that whole lifestyle and I would never take it back for anything. I no. just, the showing up part, I think is a huge, the discipline that I learned, even if you're, I wasn't per se in the military, but I was basically in it because my dad was there and I lived on bases and it's just so much structure and discipline and humans need structure and discipline. You can't just have chaos, you know, (laughs) like, no. And, and my poor boys, because both their father and I were both in So you know, the house, constantly like there's there cannot be clutter that is the other thing about the military and you move in such a fast pace so it's very difficult for you after you transition out to be able to sit still (laughs) (laughs) and you know you're constantly with so they've had to see that now we weren't the parents that were like we take the coin and bounce it off the bed we didn't do that to them there are times that I didn't want to (laughs) <laughs> oh that's really amazing so how did you get into the whole uh, women's empowerment aspect of that when did that become like an even larger part of your life about 15 years ago actually after I got out of the after I got out of the military I was jobless and then my ex shortly followed me and so we were both unemployed at the same time and getting out of the military can be a very like scary transition mm-hmm. Um, especially because we went in at such a young age. So, you know, whenever you have your medical completely paid for, and now you're like, looked at this paper and you're like, I have to pay for what, what's a PPO, <laughs> what's an HMO, yeah. what, what does this mean? And, um, and then job finding and job searching and all these things. And you just, you feel a little lost. So we're both sitting there unemployed, trying to figure our lives out after we've served our country, right? And uh, I came across a company that was for women. So almost 89% of 
the company was women. And I knew right then, as I started to see women's lives change and because of my journey with everything, I knew that that was really where I wanted to be. And that's what I wanted to do. And so I take a lot of pride in making sure that I put a smile on somebody's face, but mainly like my large audience and my, um, my content goes to women. It's, yeah. it's to empower them to, because of my story, because not everybody has that role model and I know what it's like. So, yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I'm very much into this. I mean, you know this, but I, mean, <laughs> I truly believe that women are the future of our society. And, and as a man, it's a different thing to say, but I really believe that because I've always identified more with um, being around women I yeah. like the qualities that women, I mean, I have a lot of guy friends and stuff too, but it's, there's something about women, this kind of nurturing, humble, um, humility-based thing, the uh, sensitivity. I always loved that. Always loved that. Don't be, don't be blinded. Women are crazy. Okay, <laughs> listen, I didn't say anything like that. I don't like, okay, I'm not going to say anything about that, but <laughs> But there's a lot of great things. And we I always feel like whenever we empower women, the world yeah. becomes a much better place. That's just not my opinion. There's factual statistical yeah. evidence that shows when in countries, when you empower women in any country, that society actually gets way better, way better. So where are we right now with kind of women and where women are headed with in terms of opportunities with work and pay and having a say in things, where do you, where is it now? Where do you want it to be? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And I, I laugh because my husband always says like happy, happy, happy wife, happy life, yeah, right? Like right. It, the mood in your home is really dependent on the woman's mood, right? Mm -hmm. So when that mood is there, everything else. So what you said about when you empower a woman, the mood of the atmosphere of everything, a city, a country, yeah. it changes. I still think that we have a long way to go. Um, you In know, what ways? Think, like, what do you mean with that? With women empowerment, women rights, women, you said, you said about the jobs, you know, yeah. getting paid more. It, it's unfortunate because that, we could talk about this all day when it comes to like the wages, for example, mm -hmm. you know, why did they choose to hire? Why do, why do companies choose to hire a man and still pay them more, but yet they won't pay a woman more? Yeah. I know. You know, I think about those things like that, like, okay, so was I just not qualified? Did you not think I have the capability of doing it? Do I not have the balls or the guts that you think he does? You know, why did, or were you willing to pay him 200,000, but you offered me 150? Yeah. You know, so is that a skill thing? Is it something that women need to make the choice to be skilled or is it just our society? I don't know. I could go on and on and on about this. And so I would like to see these things change. If I have a degree, he has a degree, or if I have 15 years of experience and he has 15 years of experience, offer me, offer us both yeah. and go based off of like who you think is going to come in with guns blazing. Yeah. But do they think because I'm a woman that I can come in with guns blazing? 
Mm. I've been with companies and in 90 days made an impact just like that. And they said that it took years. They never seen even one person. And there were men in the position before that didn't make those kind of impacts. And I'm like, yeah, but I know you pay me less. Yeah. (laughs) So so I think, I think we have, I think we have a ways to go. Even thinking about it, this just blows my mind that like, if you really think in the scheme of life, women have not, couldn't vote like a hundred years ago or something close to that, like suffrage movement. And yeah. then at some point, like women had to ask their husband's permission to open bank accounts or get a credit card. This was not long ago. If anybody like younger people listening to this, this was like very short term ago. And it's just amazing what happens when, when someone is the power broker and whatever thing it is, Whenever that person's not you, they tend to subjugate the other person that's not True. them and create yeah. this kind of servant relationship. And I'm so happy that women are, are moving out of that so much. It's just, it never made any sense to me. Like, it was just crazy, you know? And you know what else is crazy that I just thought about is that in a woman's life, they say that like five or six out of 10 women for every woman they're going to be solely responsible for a household income at least once in their life. Mm. So it's like six out of 10 women that are solely going to be responsible for the full finances. Rather, it's a death. Women outlive men. Well, I'm just going to say it. No, Sorry. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and a death, a job loss, a divorce. Um, so women need to empower themselves to have something. There was a time when I literally depended all on my ex and I had nothing. And in one swift moment, the bank account was empty. The bills were not paid and everything that I was like, depending on him, I had nothing. I had to figure it out. I was like, Whoa, this is, this is hard. And so any, any young woman or women in general, or even men that are listening, I just want to encourage you, empower your woman to do something that she loves encourage her to have something on her own because you never, ever know plan together if you love each other, but encourage her to have something on her own. Um, you never definitely. know. Most definitely. And you know, one of the things that I feel is important, it's kind of like when a group of people have been pushed down or haven't been represented, you know, I always think like for, so I'm, as being a man, my, I feel my responsibility is to empower women because I shouldn't just rely on women to do it themselves. Yeah. And so men to me have a responsibility to be part of the women's empowerment movement. Like, Hey, if you've had this kind of, in a sense, advantage, yes, it, you got to be part of the solution too yeah. for that. I'm very big into that aspect. Like just saying, Hey, well, this group, they just need to do it themselves. No, everybody needs to take a part of this and men, yeah. especially to help lift up uh, it's a group of people who honestly are amazing. I mean, think about like a dude cannot make a baby. Just the fact that a woman could carry a baby is like one of the greatest feats known to human history. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy to me that guys try to decide what women do with their bodies. That's insane to me. I'm like, no, we can't. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that. If a bunch of women were deciding on a guy's penis, guys would never allow that, man. I'm telling you, you know, it's true. Shut down. Like, nope. Shut down. No discussion. <laughs> like, 
we're not going down there. Exactly. It doesn't seem to be, you know, it's weird to me. I think I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority with this point of view, but. No, some of the most, some of the most powerful men speak up for other causes and for women. And, 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 uh, and this is where having five boys, I am a little bit old school of like, they do have a different kind of household responsibility. A lot falls on a young man's shoulder Mm -hmm. to really be the guide for the home. And I hope that I taught them to be that, but to respect and to partner. But sometimes to make the biggest movements, you do need a man that is powerful in the society to say, Hey, we need to listen to them. And, um, for anything. And, and I just think of so many different people that have done that have walked the streets, have locked arms for causes and it caused such a movement, but people listen when it's somebody um, powerful in a position. And usually typically there are more men in powerful positions that can abuse it. But if they used it for something great, what would the world look like? If it's we so could true. just, just be better people in general, like just be a good person. Be Love a, oh everybody. my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is like my whole thing is like, just be a good person. What's I, the, why do we just be good to people? <laughs> Love everybody. And if you don't keep your effing mouth shut. Right. Just, it's crazy to me. I, I wonder like, so you have five boys. How do you, you, how do you talk about kind of this maybe more traditional older school value about being a man and responsibility with maybe this newer school version of being a man and women's empowerment? Yeah. I, you know, I, I had those battles because most of them have, I say most of them because I have five of them. Most <laughs> of them have girlfriends and I really look at how they respect her and how they love her and how they honor her. And I think that says it all. Um, a man should empower himself to be a successful person, to hold positions that are high, just like a woman should. But is a man taught to lift her up and to put her on a pedestal and to walk on this side of the road instead of letting her walk on that side, but also letting her know that it's okay if you want to walk on that side, I got your back and I will support you. Also a man willing to take the back um, the back seat and saying, you know what, you're the driver. And yeah. so watching my boys to see, you know, how they respect their wives and their girlfriends and are they doing that? And they do. And that's, that's the crazy thing. And I listen to how they speak to them and I'm like, okay, yes, this is it. But yeah. teaching them that balance of like, she, okay, so this is a fun saying, the man is the head of the house but the woman is the neck and hmm. she can turn that head any <laughs> way she wants. It's really just a goofy saying, yeah. but telling my boys that, that, you know, allow her, let her relax that muscle and let her move it because that's your trusted, that's your person. And women, I mean, I think about presidents, like they weren't the president, their wives were, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, come on, let's be honest. Yeah. But so I don't know if that answered your question, but you just have to, you, you have to just remind them that I'm a human. I'm not just a hot, you know what? Yeah. And I ha- I have a lot of power and I have a lot to offer you. And if you yeah. allow it, 
and we partner together, we're good. But not also, but also I don't want my boys to take crap from women that abuse that. Yeah. And I, and I don't want them to be with women that, you know, that don't appreciate that either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was coming from the point of view. It's like, you know, I like traditional things too. I kind of, but you know, there's a point where some of that was very toxic too, where like women yes. were like basically like servants to men and yep. you're going to stay home and you're going to do, even if they didn't want to, it was like, this is your role yeah. in life. I don't think that's good at all. No. No, but not you know, at all. No. And now, but then now there's more. I feel like we're empowered, we're trying to empower many groups who are underrepresented. I just really love that. But I still think there's a lot of value in chivalry and yeah. and the sense of um some traditional things. You know, I think sometimes we throw away the past completely when we shouldn't all no, the time. We, we have to learn you know, from it. There's some values in there that are good and there's some that's bad. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But I wonder, like when you're raising young men. Five young men. That's a lot of young men. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of young men. You know, like today's society is very different than what it used to it be. Is. And what it does is. it mean to be a man? You know, and what do you say to them about what is? I, I have a daughter, so I don't. You know, I don't have. But like, what does it mean to be a man in today's society from a woman's point of view? Yeah, you know, I, I think. This is the, this is the crazy thing. All women who say that they want their independence and they want their man to do this and do that and give me this and don't give me this and don't do that. At the end of the day, we still are, we still are women and we still are human and we still want that shining knight to come and rescue us. Mm -hmm. I think that every woman deep down feels that way. She wants a man to love you and make sure that you love me and make me feel like I'm the only woman in the world. She wants that. It's, it's just part of our DNA it's how we fix. And if they say that they don't want that, then they probably just don't want love. Interesting. So making and helping my boys see that that's what you have to value. Yeah. That's what you have to value. So you still be you, you still focus on you. You still hold true to being able to fix things. Okay. Because you know what? A woman can fix things too, but a man should know how, right? Mm. Like, okay, you focus on those. And then if you have a woman that's right there and says, here, let me get the wrench with you. That's it. That's partnership. That's true right there. If she doesn't know how, and she says, here, honey, I'll hand you the wrench. That's, that's fine. That's good. That's true. If you want to say, honey, you want to fix it today? That's fine. That's good. That's true partnership. So really a them knowing when to take the back seat and when to take the steering wheel. How you straddle that line, I think is really important. And because times are changing, people are changing, but there's still some good stuff about the past and relation, gender roles are changing, yes. you know, and, and how we see that. But, you know, it's who are we raising in the future? Like how my daughter sees men or women, whoever, I, I want it mainly to be are you a good human being to other people? Yeah. You treat people yes, well. Just be a good person. Please just be a good person. Number one, like just stop. Don't be ignorant to people. <laughs> you know, don't like how you conduct yourself is so important, I think, you know. Yeah. I know. And, you know, my dad raised me like that. Um, My grandma was um, actually, she was very, very dark skinned. Our, our family. when she got older and she had her kids, she always talked to them about, you are the same. 
there was no color there was she she raised them like that and this was back in like the 60s 70s like yeah. i mean she truly raised it and then so when my dad you know had us he did the same and and he just was such a good person such a good person and i remember when my dad passed my son my oldest one stood up and said you know i can he was nervous he never spoke in front of like 3 400 people but he was like my grandpa was genuinely such a good person to everybody. And I just want to have those values from him. And when he said that, I'm like, wow, yes, yes. We just have to be good people. We just have to be nice. And in our, our, our journeys and our places take us different, you know, different directions, but just be a good human. (laughs) It's like the rallying cry for life right now. Just be a good person. Can we just make it simple? And being a good person. And like me, I just like to make people laugh. Like if yeah. I can make you laugh and we could just relate on something, I don't care, man, woman, whatever, you're fine. Let's yeah. just let's just be good people to each other. Yeah. I mean, that comes through, Sierra. Huge for you. Huge. Mm-hmm. Like you just like the minute for everybody who watches this, like if you interact with Sierra, like the moment you talk to her, there's just like this, this this energy. It's just this flow. And it's the kindness is the first thing I thought, just kind oh. person, fun, uh, you know, just kind of like, hey, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm a little gypsy. Yeah, it's just great. You know, it's just like, you know, how you stand out as a person, sometimes just the, the aura you bring to other people, you know, that mm. thing that you almost can't touch, but it's just there. Yeah, you got that. You definitely uh... have that. Thanks. Oh, it's true. You definitely have that. You know, you do too. You do too. And I think that's why we have such a good, like, I don't know, you know, I always believe the universe puts people together for a reason. And, you know, rather it was me being stupid and being like, is this how this works? (laughs) For whatever reason, I'm so, so grateful that we have this connection where we just want the world to be better. We want people to be better. We want you to live a life where the legacy is how people will look at you and see you, not yeah. the money that you had or the stars in your eyes. Like really just how do people see you the day that you leave? Do they remember mm. you with that aura? Do they remember you with that smile? Do they remember you because you impact their life in such a big way, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I just always see the differences in the sense like when somebody sends me like, oh, I want to be on the show or something, it's always kind of very like uber professional sounding or somebody's PR that makes agent. You feel bad. I uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was not uber professional. Hear me out here. Hear me out. It's like, it's always like somebody's PR agent or it's their yeah. like copy paste thing, you know, which is fine. And it's yeah. this whole thing. This person's done this, this person's done that. They can bring this value to the show. And then it's just like this. I open up the thing and here it is. Is this how this works? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You're like, yes. And he replied back, y'all. He was like, yes, it, it is. It yeah. does. Yes. <laughs> Let me, what do you do exactly? I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't really know. But here you can check the bio. Yeah. It's like, yep, that's how it works. Can I help you? Like, I'm happy. I'll just like, but you know, it's like, that's the best stuff that's ever happened to me in life. My life is always stuff like this. It's always, oh. it's always so unexpected. Yeah. It's always different from the norm. And that's a lesson I was like, 
be connected to things that maybe you're like, I'm not, what is this? You know, that's often like real magic happens in life. You know, it's, you just meet somebody you never thought you're going to meet. And, you know, it's, I don't, every good thing in my life has been like this. Yeah. Every, if I look back at it, I go, everything has been like this, some strange occurrence, you know, <laughs> like some random message. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. It caught me off guard in a good way. And I think I want to see more of that from people like, hey, yeah. is like, I just got on here. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, wh what is this? <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> Oh, and just thank you for accepting that and seeing like seeing me as a person and not yes. seeing me as like some kind of robotic, like, <laughs> oh, she's trying to get this or trying to do that. I genuinely like got on this site that he's talking about yeah. because I wanted to make deeper connections just like this. Yeah. I wanted to have conversations about my failures. You know, I, I lost, I, lo I was a gym owner and I lost my gym and COVID just put in, it was horrific. And I was like, I had to pick myself up, get back going. I didn't have time to stay down. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to empower people. I want to be able to say these things. I want to be able to, you know, meet like-minded people like me that have a desire to have a better world, yeah. um, better connections. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Well, I, I knew this was going to be a lot of fun and it has been. Sarah, you're amazing. You you're are awesome. too. Thank you. And I'll tell everybody where they could, you know, check you out. Clearly TikTok. You have videos. Yeah. <laughs> tell so everybody if you, where. If you follow me on TikTok, it's Sierra Whitener 445. If you do, just beware. I'm a goofy, silly, crazy grandma mama. Um, I, I really take a lot of pride. I've only used curse words in two videos and one of them got banned and it wasn't even my stinking music. It was, I borrowed one, yeah. but anyways, so I, so if, if you're totally against, like, I don't want to see somebody else curse, but you just want to see a fun side of me. TikTok is where I do do beauty tips but I'm goofy and funny with them. So you're not going to see these beautiful professional ones. I do do wellness tips. And I do a lot of things that talk about being a grandma, being a mom of five, being a mom of boys. So if you're just curious, you could check that out. Also just on Facebook, you can connect with me or Instagram. Obviously it's just Sierra Whitener. And um, I am all about empowering women. So you will see a lot of content about being you, being better, um, how to be a better person, uh, what the one life that you are given looks like. I also am a business coach. So I do a lot of coaching um, with the people that I work with. And so if you are just looking for a little bit of inspiration, send me a message, send me a text, whatever. I, I have this one lady, I, I did a video and talked about like, um, if you are feeling down today and you feel like you don't have anybody there to lift you up, message me. I'd love to. And she messaged me and I have no idea who she was, where she came from. She messaged me out of the blue. And I just was like, tell me, tell me. And then I just lifted her up and she was going through a really bad divorce. I had, and she, she didn't know that I had had this experience and we chatted back and forth for like 20, 30 minutes. And I still check in with her on a regular basis. Hey, how are things going? How's the progress? What does it look like? And it's just a friendly conversation. So I'm all about just lifting anybody up that comes my way. And if I could just make you feel good for just a moment, I that's, that's what I love to do. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, it's, 
truly amazing. And grandmas look different today, man. They look very different. <laughs> you know, man, remember like old school grandma? Like, yeah. You have to check out one of my TikToks. I actually did it. I have this gray wig and I was sitting on the ground reading a book with him, what I thought I was going to look like as a grandma. And then it transitions to like, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, grandmas look very different. I, when I was growing, I think we're right around the same age. Like you think about a grandma looking, you know, old, honestly, yeah. like yeah. I say to say it, but every time I meet people with grandmas now, I'm like, what just happened? Like what happened? Grandma's yeah. a stylish man. It's like <laughs> she got smart. She empowered herself to get healthy on the inside, the outside, <laughs> and take care of herself and dye your hair. Ladies, and dye your hair. It. You know, my wife the same thing. Or she... just let it go all gray and be beautiful and embrace it. <laughs> I'm with that too, actually. You know, with yeah. some some women, I think it looks amazing when they it go does. all gray, and some yeah. not. It, you got to know yourself, right? I mean. Same with guys, you know, some looks look great, some don't, you know, it's like, yeah. eh. but man, you're, you're awesome. You're amazing. And uh, I'm so grateful that you came on to the show. Yes. And I'm grateful for you too. And I'm grateful for our friendship and partnership. And yes. I, I think this is going to be a long lasting thing. So I think thank so you. And thank you everybody who's listening. Awesome. All right, everyone, Sierra Whitener, Whitener, I want to say it right. Whitener. I, I always do this. I don't want to mess up people's names. I've only been married to him for a little bit, so I'm not sure how to say it really. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Call me what you want. All right. I'll be talking to you soon. Bye. Uh, bye.